Hola, my name is Dr. Kelly Alvarado Young. You can call me Dr. K. I'm a Latina, mommy, scholar, registered yoga teacher, and mujer cultivating pathways towards healing for BIPOC folks. La brega is Puerto Rican slang for struggle, doing the best we can with the hardships thrown at us and still enjoying life. You are not alone in La Brega. Join me on the Wellness Cheese Chat, where guests co-create a space to share how they incorporate wellness into their lives. We may experience pain, trauma, and hardships as we work to build a more equitable world. That's why it's more important than ever to build a space we can post up with our cafecito to center how we care for ourselves, community, and world. Vamos, welcome to La Brega Yoga Flow and Meditation Wellness Chisme Chat. Dale! Tap back into myself, into what I really enjoy, um, and knowing that the vibe that I can create for myself will attract the right people. Naomi Hutchinson is a 200-hour registered yoga teacher, trained dancer, and founder of holistic health and wellness company, Healthy and Well. She is an advocate for the transformational power of yoga. Practicing yoga helped her to release habits that were no longer serving her and to prioritize self-care and wellness. When she shares this sacred practice with her students and clients, she offers them the same transformation by holding space for them to feel, to heal, and to be empowered in a loving and nurturing environment. Whether you're looking to create sustainable self-care routines, get more active, or bring mindfulness into the workplace, Naomi is eager to help you accomplish your holistic wellness goals. Hola, mi gente. It's Dr. K. I am looking forward to having you on the podcast today to listen and meet our guest, Naomi, who is the founder of Healthy and Well. Looking forward to hearing a little bit more about the work that she does. And Naomi, please introduce yourself. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Naomi. Um, I'm based out in Los Angeles, California. I'm super excited to be having this chat with Dr. K. Um, we actually met in a business entrepreneurship program, and we've both been growing our businesses ever since. Um, I am here to talk about all things wellness and yoga, and I'm super happy. I can't believe how quickly it's been that we were able to meet in that accelerator and then be able to come to this point today. So we'd love to know, how did you get into yoga, meditation, wellness, and what does that mean for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I always share this story because I think it's really funny. Um, I took my first yoga class when I was in college and I hated it. I was not open to it. Um, although I have a background in dance and I've been doing that my whole life. Once I got into the yoga class, all I thought about was stretching and I didn't really think of myself as very flexible. So I got in my head. I wasn't really connected to the teacher and kind of the music and the environment and just kind of put up a wall and was like, you know, maybe yoga isn't for me. Um, and so then we fast forward about a year and a half to where I'm out of college, I've moved to LA. And if you've ever moved to LA, you know that that is a journey of just 
acclimating and getting used to being so far from friends and family. Um, and I had to learn how to like sit with myself and I said, okay, well, maybe I can do this with yoga. And so I started practicing yoga at home, just watching YouTube videos. And that was in February of 2020, a couple months later, not even a couple months, really just like a month and a half and COVID hits. And I'm like, thanking God that I actually started that practice when I did, because it was like my saving grace. So I had started practicing yoga sometimes twice a day in the morning and at night. And that was really what sparked my journey of just really learning how to sit with myself and come back to self-love um, and then to really think about what it means to be well. And I think that's still a thread throughout my journey and why I still show up and prioritize my wellness today. I really can appreciate that first experience of going and just not connecting. Oh, and yeah. And thinking, oh, it's just about stretching and I can't do these things, right? It's so easy to start the self-doubt. Mm -hmm. And so then as you look at your practice today and the work that you do sharing this with others, how have you thought about that Naomi back in college who was like, no, nah, not for me and done things differently to make it for you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that question because that's honestly like how I teach. Um, I really want my students to always feel like there is a place for them in yoga. There's a pose for them in yoga um, that they don't have to come into it the same way that I do or the person next to them does. I think that because I always thought of myself as being inflexible, although that's not the healthiest mindset to have, it did also make me have to feel a little bit of otherness and in that, you know, having to learn, okay, well, if that doesn't work for me, like that doesn't mean I can't do it. That just means I may have to shift some things. And so I do that in my practice or certain poses that I can do with ease. And there's others that I'm like, well, we're going to use a prop and maybe another prop, or we're going to really take our time getting into this. I'm not going to go to like the full range here because I don't have that access yet. And I give myself grace for it. I'm not trying to compete or, you know, be like the star student in class. And so I always remind my students of that, especially when I start a class, I always like to say, hey, if there's any post that doesn't serve you, you don't have to do it because um, that's the same permission I give to myself. And another way I do that is just in how I show up on the mat each day, because it does not always look the same. I don't always hit the mat and do a full on 45 minute vinyasa flow. There are days that I do a good five poses and that was all I needed. Like sometimes I just need to lay there. I need to put down my, my bolster, get my blanket and cozy up and just breathe. Um, so it's just really being open to what are your actual needs and then moving from that place, breathing from that place and being in a practice in a more authentic way. That definitely really hit when you said about maybe that pose is not for you. And that being a life lesson also of, hey, maybe that experience that you thought was going to be awesome, it might not be for you. Or even thinking that, oh, it is not for you and it really is for you and having that opportunity to be open to it. So would you be able to share with us maybe an example in your life or from things that you've done in the classroom or teaching where you've seen that you've had some challenges and you found your way to make it for you? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'll actually go back to when I started my rooftop yoga versus concept. 
So, and I'll have to plug in Angie on this because she gave me the push. <laughs> um, but I was doing so much online when I first started my business because COVID and just trying to be safe. But I realized that I wasn't getting the, um, the draw that I was seeking. You know, I was putting out quality content and really trying to build my offerings and build that community, but it just wasn't really coming in in the way that I had hoped. So then I talked to my advisor, Miss Angie Franklin, and she advised me to, hey, like just start, you know, do an in-person event when it's safe, have it be like a low price offering, just get people in the room and give them an experience that's going to wow them. And when I started thinking about that, I was like, well, what are the things that I like to do and what's like authentic to me? And when it comes to yoga, it's always been about music, about creating a vibe. And that has what has guided my in-person offering. So long story short, I started thinking about Rooftop Yoga Verses, which was inspired by the verses that was happening during quarantine when they would battle the two artists and everything like that. And I was like, well, I like to listen to this kind of music anyway. So why don't I just infuse that into like a playlist and then my flow and just make that a whole concept. Um, and so that's a way that I turned something that was challenging as far as building community and tap back into myself, into what I really enjoy um, and knowing that the vibe that I can create for myself will attract the right come from a place of, of challenge and a little bit of like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Um, but again, we keep going, you know, you try to figure it out and try some things. I have to say, watching the, the promotions that you do and photos from the events, I'm always like, oh my gosh, it looks like such a vibe. Even in the pictures, I'm like, dang, I wish I could go. Like someday when I am in LA, I'll be hitting you up for yes. that. And yes. that is the thing, right? It's about having a good time and letting go. And the more that we can be in the moment with good music, with friends, with people who understand our journeys, mm. the easier it is to then get into the flow, the physical flow, the mental flow, the soul yeah. flow. Yes, I love that. It's so true. It's like when you walk into a room and you feel welcome and you can kind of let your guards down, it changes the way you experience everything from that moment on, you know? So yes, 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 yes. And so then what would you say in those moments where you're getting to meet these wonderful people who are coming for the experience and the vibe now that you've had your program, your in-person offering going a, a little bit longer, what has changed or shifted for you? And what have you learned to be able to make it an even better experience every time for your clients? Yeah, um, one of the things that I have learned mainly is that it really is the intention and the small touches that make a huge difference. Um, I come from a hospitality background working in a restaurant as a server and a fine dining server. So we have a lot of extra steps of service to really create that experience. And it's always said that service is what you do, but hospitality is how you make people feel. And so I bring that into my in-person offerings. And I remember the first one I did was a yoga brunch. And because we were outside and we were gonna go from yoga to then eating, I was like, well, we need something to like give people a refresh. So I made sure to have like hot towels for everybody when they finish and they can refresh and just having like essential oils and things like that. And even if you can't, you know, add in those things, 
really just talking to people does wonders. Like I always make it a point to talk to everybody that comes in to the class, whether it's in the beginning or at the end, to just say thank you and to really just make that connection. Um, because I've been in a class where I go in and the teacher doesn't really acknowledge you and then they're just you know, telling you to do all these things, put your arm behind your head and all this stuff. And then they don't even like look at you and you're like, well, all right, well, thank you. You know, and then you head out and you miss that connection. Um, so I think that really bringing it back to the basics of we're here because we really want to connect, whether it's connecting with ourselves or connecting with other people. Um, so that kind of stuff still stays with what I'm doing now. Um, some things that have changed are the support. There was a time where I had some scarcity around that and being like, I don't have the support that I need and I'm doing all this stuff by myself because entrepreneurship can be lonely sometimes. Um, and I remember I wrote an affirmation and it was very simple, which is I am supported. And I started that at the beginning of the year and the way that my community has shown up has been so amazing. I have people who volunteer their time to help me check in people at the events. Um, I've hired a couple of people um, and just really reframing that for myself and believing that, hey, if I have a clear vision and a mission, like people are going to want to support and get behind that. And especially for the entrepreneurs, like if we want to continue to build and spread our reach, we can't do it alone. Um, we really do need that assistance. We need those other eyes to tell us and what they see that's different from what we can see too. So I think the biggest thing that's been changing is just adding in more people and collaborating, um, just being open. There's so much in there and so many pearls of wisdom that you dropped around the experience of it being very transactional in some yoga spaces. And I know for me, that was one of the reasons why I didn't really vibe with white dominant yoga spaces because I was looking for the community. I was looking for the connection and wanted yeah. to be able to feel seen in this place where I was being so vulnerable of, you know, doing these yoga poses or doing something that I'm not good at and failing, but failing in a way that was only making me actually a more whole person. And I just love how you really wrap that up there about building the space that you weren't seeing in the classroom. Yeah, it's, I mean, I feel like it's so necessary. Um, and it also is a thing of where it takes a lot of courage, you know, to do something like that. Because when you're used to seeing something a certain way, it's scary to just deviate and say, hey, I'm going to do it my own way. Um, I think that I've been blessed in the sense that I didn't spend a lot of time in yoga studios. Like I said, my personal practice was just at home. So I didn't have that that influence and I had a little bit more freedom and less mental blockages around that. But for people who are very immersed in that, it can be a little intimidating. But again, like think about the feeling you want to get when you take a class and then create from that place. And then that's like, that's gold. Like that's really all you can do. And then once that happens, like people are going to be like, oh, okay, well, this is different. And I like this, or, you know, even when they describe it, it'll be like, well, I went to this yoga class, but it wasn't just a yoga class. It was like an experience, you know? And that's when you know, okay, I'm doing something here. <laughs> you know, when you know that it is more than just what it, what they're, you're advertising, it's more than yoga. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so beautiful of the work that you're doing. And especially now, 
how the community is showing up for you, how you talked about that scarcity mindset and really needing to just put yourself out there and say, hey, I want to do this. How can you also play a role in co-creating this experience? So then what would you say as you are now bringing others in, how are you finding space to be able to care for yourself so you can show up for them? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I know that for me, I I have to practice what I preach. So I can't be out here saying healthy and well, healthy and well, and I'm not healthy and well. (laughs) So I always have that, you know, front of mind. Um, Some practices that are essential for me right now are naps. Um, I found myself last week taking four naps and I was like, I cannot believe I took four naps. But then I get to this week that is a lot fuller than last week. And I'm like, that's why, you know, I was trying to refill my cup and be proactive. Um, and sometimes the, the things that we need, they kind of like come to us rather than us seeking them. And that's how I felt about the naps. I was like, I'm just tired. I'm not trying to be tired. Why am I so tired? But I think my body was like, listen, you're about to go on a little sprint. So warm up. Okay. Rest all you can. Um, I think another thing that's been helpful for me are taking baths. Um, I am a cancer, so the water sign in me definitely enjoys a good bath, uh, especially in the middle of the day. Um, another thing that I'm working on, because I have my seasons where I'm really strong at it and then others where I'm not so strong, is just my diet and nutrition. So I don't always have the time or create the time to cook when I would like to and really be intentional about what I'm putting into my body. Um, I do give myself credit for making sure I always have a smoothie or my green juice to start the day, which is great. Um, But I always know that there is room for improvement and especially in the the nutrition aspect, because for me, cooking is spiritual. Um, You can tell when you just throw a meal together (laughs) versus when you really like take your time and you're like, you know what, let me actually follow this recipe and not just wing it because I'm rushing. (laughs) And then I'm like, this tastes just all right, you know? Um, So that would be something I'm definitely working on right now. That is so wonderful that you have really tuned into yourself, right? Like if your body's asking you to do something like take that nap, girl, take that nap. (laughs) It feels so good. And I definitely do a lot of my planning around the moon and the cycles. And it sounds like when you were doing uh, all the naps, that was right around the waning new moon. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the full moon, which is going to come to fruition here in a couple of days. And, and yeah, it's all about that manifesting dreams that you've had all these wonderful conversations. You're on this podcast today that you have so many beautiful, beautiful gifts that are manifesting and growing from the seeds that you've planted, which is so exciting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you on the nutrition, right? Like sometimes we can't have it all and we have to make conscious choices around, okay, you make sure you always do your morning routine and do the best that you can. We make over 20,000 decisions a day Mm. and being able to know that you start your day off with the right decision for you and your body. It's a perfect way to set the day. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That morning routine, like I'm already not really a morning person, so I have to have it. <laughs> like I'm a different person when I just roll out of bed versus when I get up and I do my, at least my 30 minutes of solitude, of prayer and meditation. 
I'm enlightened. I'm a lot nicer. Okay. Um, I've also noticed too lately, I need that like afternoon power up. I need that little like two o'clock check back in, drop back in, breathe, connect, because sometimes things just happen. You get an email you weren't expecting. Somebody maybe cuts you off on the road and then it's like, hold on, let me tap back in. Um, so the afternoon power ups have been essential as well. Yes, that is so true that we get to decide what our energy looks like, right? It can get super mm-hmm. frantic from mm-hmm. the external things that we can't control, or we can come back to center and be like, nah, not for me. Good for you, whoever you are. If that's for you, do you, boo? And then <laughs> let it go. <laughs> yes, yes. So then I'd love to know, how do you find hope in your day? Oh, I want to talk, I guess, from a place where I don't feel hope because, um, you know, it's easy to feel hopeful when everything is great and you're just in great spirits. Um, but I know for moments when I feel very discouraged, I go to prayer um, for sure, because that's where I feel like I'm my most vulnerable, where I can allow myself to say, I don't have it, Lord. Like, I don't have it. I you know, most recently something made me upset and I was angry and I was like, I know I can't respond from my anger. You know, I need to respond in a healthy way. I want to respond from my highest self. So I was like, Lord, talk for me. Give me the words to speak. Help me to, you know, reel it in. Um, Other times it's being patient. So like, Lord, help me be patient. Um, but then there are times as well where I just don't even have the the will to meditate, to pray. Um, and so sometimes I rely on reflection and that gives me a lot of hope. Most recently, um, over the weekend, I went through some of my journals and that was very encouraging for me because I started to feel a little like overwhelmed with things I had going on. And I looked at a journal from the same month, but just last year. And I was like, the things that I was worried about and where I'm at today, like, girl, you are fine. Like you are literally like on track. Um, So I feel like reflection always gives me such a great perspective. It reminds me that life is getting better, um, you know, and things are just gonna change. Sometimes you have a bad day and then things get better. So just really holding on to the the greater good of my life and realizing that that is always there for me um gives me hope i'm like say it for the people in the back okay (laughs) holding on and watching out for the greater good of your life that is such a good way of framing it because we have these long journeys and sometimes we can get so myopic, so tunnel vision. So what is happening in the next two hours and I need it to go this way. And to be able to say, wait a minute, it is about that long journey. And I just absolutely love the journals and think that is something that has been a lost art. That's kind of making a resurgence again of people keeping journals or diaries. I paper plan for that reason. And I use it more as a journal to be able to say today, I did this and this is how it made me feel and all of that. And then to be able to go back and look at it is just so amazing to be like, oh, wait a minute. I was like freaking out about that one thing that I never thought about again. (laughs) 
but at that moment, it's like all that matters. Yes, it really does. It really does. It's like looking at your inner child and being able to say it was okay that you wanted to freak or just be concerned about these things or to be happy about these things and have it be something different today. Absolutely. And I love what you said about the inner child, because one of the things that happened, I think maybe the first time I took that moment of reflection and looked back at an old journal, I felt judgment coming up and being like, well, why are you so emotional about that? Like, it's not that serious, like all this chatter. And then I had to be like, well, wait, like those emotions were very real for you at that moment. And you've overcome them, which is great, but you can still have compassion for that part of you that felt that way. Um, Cause it's like, if we can't show compassion for ourselves and our, you know, messy moments that aren't picture perfect, then it's like, how do we do that for somebody else? You know, cause that's, that's just life. We have things that happen. And when we have to talk about them and open up, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but we can still be a listening ear and like be compassionate um, so that's been a good lesson out of journaling too, because I, I don't know, I just feel like journals literally represent the journey um, for ourselves. And then they help us to reflect that back with our relationships with other people too. Absolutely. When we can treat ourselves and look back at ourselves as kind of that inner child, that person that was going through whatever it is, it becomes so much easier to give that person grace. And then be like, oh, wait a minute, that's me. Yes. (laughs) So why don't I give myself grace? And Mm -hmm. that practice of looking backwards to then look forward in giving the gift of grace to ourselves is such an amazing practice. We've talked about a lot of different things today. And I'd love to know what are some of those tips or tricks or strategies that you would want to share with those listening on how they might be able to live healthy and well? So I think that healthy and well is really a lifestyle. Um, They are daily choices to be well in mind, body, and spirit. I think that the thing that grounds me in being healthy and well are my rituals and practices. And I always encourage people who don't have any sort of wellness practice to start small. Um, There are so many options nowadays for things that you can do for physical wellness. Specifically, you know, there's walking, there's hiking, there's dancing, there's yoga, there's Pilates. And so have fun with all of the possibilities, you know, try out different things. And then also with starting small, like don't feel like you have to do a 60 minute movement practice every day, because sometimes that can just be too much. Maybe you start with just 10 minutes of dedicated movement. You make sure to get in those stretches for your back because you know you've been having back pain or you make sure that you play your favorite song and you dance to it until you can put a smile on your face. Because sometimes that's just what you need, a little like energy boost. Um, Another part of that, with a wellness practice is bringing in a spiritual component, Um, finding a way to get your spiritual nourishment, whether that's through prayer, meditation, or even reading. I always make sure to read. Um, It is the thing that always helps me to just continually grow. I love that books, although I'm like reading the book, the book is reading me. So I'm just like, okay, well, I need to work on that. Um, that one too, you know, so I think that reading is so important. And if you're not an avid reader, you know, there's so many podcasts like this one. Um, and then there's audiobooks and so many things like that. But I think the biggest thing is to find what works for you. 
really tap in and just become aware of how you're feeling and then also how you'd like to feel. Um, an app that I use a lot is Insight Timer. And what I like is that it'll always ask you, how are you before you start the meditation? And it'll give you all these options. And then at the end, it'll then say, okay, well, how are you now? And that's what you can do, you know, when you're trying out these different things. Well, how do I feel before yoga? And then how do I feel after? And if it's really no change or it's worse, then maybe you try something different. Um, but that's just a good way to practice being in tune with yourself and knowing what you like and what you don't like. I think bringing that back to the top about how, you know, you were kind of dabbling with yoga and then COVID helped you identify and solidify. Okay, well, I guess let me keep an open mind about it. And I feel now that we're coming on the other side of COVID and there are more activities and things happening. I feel like folks have more of an appetite for mm -hmm. trying things out. And it's so amazing to go and try yoga, try meditation. If you haven't done it, or you think you're inflexible, because you just never know what might happen and taking this moment in time to try different things, because you'll find what you like. For sure. And there's just, there's so much out there. I even have to remind myself of that because I'm really big on um, social wellness right now. People who like move to a new city know the struggle of like making new friends and all that kind of stuff. And so something I've been more intentional about is doing that, of getting out there and also putting myself in spaces that aren't things that I'm used to. So like, okay, I'm not just going to only be with the dance community or I'm not just going to only be with the wellness community. Like, why don't I take like an art class? You know, like, why don't I take a cooking class? Um, so I literally have a note right now that says things I'm going to do. And like when I see little things pop up, I write it down just to keep myself accountable and to remember that there's so much that we can do and to try out. And that's also another way of like letting that inner child speak and to come out and play and just be curious. Yes, I love that being curious and trying new things. And I'm definitely an Aquarius when it comes to that. I'm like, Ooh, I want to try. What's this? What's that? And figure out what it is. Well, oh my gosh, this has been such a fun conversation and yeah. just getting to know you a little bit better as well and know that we are in community and we have this chance to share it with our listeners today. Please, please tell folks, how can they get in touch with you or learn more about your amazing offerings? Yes, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you again, just for holding the space. I'm so happy that we were getting to have this chat. Um, some ways that you can keep up with me are definitely going to be through socials. So you can follow me at Naomi Lives Well. You'll find me on Instagram and on TikTok. I'm trying to figure out TikTok. You know, it's like a whole thing. So <laughs> it's very random. Um, but if you want some like story times and funny content, you can go to my TikTok for that. Um, but on the Instagram side, I try to post a lot of wellness related content and lifestyle inspiration. And then for the business side, you can follow healthyandwell.la. Once you follow that page, you will get a warm welcome and an invitation to receive our free self-care guide, which is perfect for those of you who are like, okay, I want to start, you know, prioritizing self-care, but where do I start? Um, that guide gives you a lot of options. And then through that, you'll also see our offerings. Um, so we still have our rooftop yoga in LA twice a month and then other pop-up events that come as well. So that's how you can keep up with me and healthy and well. 
Wonderful. I know folks are going to go out, check out your offerings, and I look forward to people getting to hear your story and be a part of your community. So thank you again for joining us. And I hope to all our listeners, you have a great rest of your day. Do whatever brings you joy and nos vemos. Ciao. Ya llegaste al fin. Thank you for joining me and our guests for some chisme on how we can embrace wellness as BIPOC folk. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at labregayoga.com. New episodes will be dropped the first and third Thursday of the month. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join me for another episode of Wellness Chisme Chat. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and all things wellness. Send me a DM and you can find me on Instagram at Labrega Yoga. Hasta la próxima. Nos vemos. Ciao.